Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Well, good morning. That was a, a ride and a half, wasn't it? Hey, Trish to the helm. Get back to the bottom of the ship, Trish. Well, that was very interesting. At least everyone got to hear our intro. <laughs> Four times? Yeah, so good. The train was a r- r- running out of the station. It yeah, was a runaway. Politicians do. They always talk over everyone, don't they? Indeed. So, yes, good morning. Good morning. With, um, <laughs> Trish Bosterino and Valerie Fafala on Arts Express 3CR Community Radio. 8.55am digital podcast and streaming live from 3cr.org.au and available online later today. So our guests today are theatre producer Richard Beveridge from Osmad. That's the old Scotch music and drama club and he's talking about an upcoming production of Chess the Musical. Um, Also we have crime writer Emma Viskich who's also a classical clarinet player. Oh, what a treat. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she's uh, hopefully going to play something for us. And she's going to chat about her second novel, And Fire Came Down. And this is um, part of the Sisters in Crime um, Sensational Seconds event. How you know It's all about triumphing over a second novel, which is going to be great. We're speaking to her a little bit later. But first up, we're going to speak to composer Lucy O'Brien. She's going to tell us about a new musical, A Jack of Two Trades, which she's um, composed. Uh, It's one of two pieces commissioned to support the Monash Academy of Performing Arts by the Monash University Centre for Theatre and Performance and the Sir Zelman Cowan School of Music. Short song while we're waiting. Well, Emma, uh, here she is in the studio with us and it's, it's wonderful to welcome crime writer and musician... Emma Viskich. Hi, Emma. Hi, thanks so much for having me in this morning. Well, uh, it's a great delight to have you in because earlier we were just talking about the connection between writing and music and even the rhythm of, of writing when you're a musician. It must play a big role and um, you've you've done very well. I think you've won an unprecedented three Davitt Awards in 2016 for your critically acclaimed debut novel, Resurrection Bay. Best Adult Novel, Best Debut Crime Book and Reader's Choice and the 2016 Ned Kelly Award for Best First Fiction. Um, and this particular one you're doing for Sisters in Crime, it's called Sensational Seconds, How Do People Cope? Second Novel Syndrome. And that's what that's about, isn't it? So this is your second novel. It is. And I'm actually really looking forward to this panel because I really want to know how Anna Snookstra and J.M. Green also coped because they've written their second novels too that were all about, out at the same time. Our, our debuts were all out at the same time. Second novels were out at the same time. And I'm going to be fascinated to see if they had the same sort of journey as me or if it was, it was very different. Because um, everyone's first novels seem to be um, very different. When you talk to authors, their, their journey seems to be very different, but there does seem to be this, this big thing of the second novel that everyone talks to but but maybe it's not true of everyone so does it cause anxiety once you've had such success with the first novel and you think oh is the second novel going to be as successful or Uh, it probably comes down to your personality a bit um definitely caused me anxiety absolutely but like I I can find stress in anything so (laughs) (laughs) you know that's my minor superpower um (laughs) 
And I think one of the one of the most important things with writing is is getting that empty head so that the story can um, marinate and and then come out uh, onto the page and so you can really get into it. So you you have to be able to put all that aside. Um, so the, luckily, once once I was into writing it, once I was a few months into it and the story was really coming through, I was able to put that aside. But the first few months, definitely, yeah. Look, you've got a, a, a main character in it, haven't you? And it's Caleb Zelich, a, a deaf private detective. Does he come through your, the first novel as well? Yes, yes. And Fire Came Down is, uh, follows directly on from Resurrection Bay. It happens about five or seven months after the events of Resurrection Bay. So he is my um, main character and he is going to be in a third novel as well that I'm writing. So I'm very much in his, his brain at the moment. Well, that was going to be my question. Mm. Have you, are you already nurturing and, you know, are the seeds already there for the third novel? Yeah, I've um, I'm in the early stages, but I, I just went away for a few days um, to middle of nowhere mm. <laughs> with, with another writer friend, um, and we just wrote all day. And and I before that, I had a couple of ideas, and at the end of those four days, I went, oh, okay, I've I've got um, I've got a number of scenes now that I know are going to be there. So I'm getting mm. really excited about mm. it now. Until yes. I get those first few scenes, I'm, yes. I'm always that blank page. What am I going to do? But but now I'm I'm thinking, oh, great. I want to write this. It's a, like a feeding frenzy when you hear that, isn't it? Like you, yeah. it's a, something comes into your head. It's the creative spirit. Yeah, I, I think feeding frenzy is, yeah. is a really good way of me, yeah. chumming the water. Yeah, mm. you've got to get a bit bloody in the water mm. and then yeah, hopefully mm. the ideas start circling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really interested with the, the idea of a deaf character, given that you're a musician, um, where sound is a very important part. I, I guess um, you've done heaps of research into what it would be like to be a deaf detective. Yeah, so I, when, when Caleb's character first came to me, um, it was unintentional. I, I went to school with a profoundly deaf girl and aspects of her personality have been sneaking into stories ever since I was 10 and um, very much came into Caleb's character. I think, you know, he's been, he's been there waiting for, for decades. Um, and I thought, well, this is, a, this is a great idea. It's way too hard. I'm not going to do it. And I put the manuscript away for months. I, I just thought, um, particularly as a musician, uh, uh, how do I even begin to do that? Mm. Uh, but... It just, it's one of those ideas that just kept coming back and kept coming back and I, I couldn't shake it. So I, I finally, I thought, well, I'll, I'll have a little go and I'll experiment. Love the process. So then I thought, now I start the research. And the research was fascinating. Um, I spoke to a lot of people, so just getting people's stories. But then um, I went and I learnt Auslan, Australian Sign Language. Fantastic. And, and I did, I, I walked around with earbuds in my ears a lot and tried to, get service in cafes and catch trains with public service announcements I couldn't understand. Yeah, to get and, the whole empathy. And just, yeah. Mm. So I, I I, had got into his character anyway, but you never know what you don't know. Mm. Um, so until you start experiencing it, uh, you're never quite sure if you've got it right. So it was great to have got into his world and then actually literally went into it as well. Mm-hmm. Did he have uh, a sound system, even though he was deaf? Some, You know, some sounds happening. Yes, so one of the decisions I had to make is how deaf is deaf? Yeah. Because deafness isn't binary. It's not you can hear or you're deaf. It's a, it's a spectrum. Um, so I, I, I worked out quite early on that he'd have to have been born hearing in order to be able to 
uh, make his way in the hearing world. So he, he became deaf at five from meningitis. Oh, okay. So he's got speech. He's yes. got very good lip reading skills. Um, hence me doing a lot of work on the lip reading, yes. um, which I'm very bad at, but it was fascinating to do. Mm. Um, he does use a hearing aid. So he gets sounds. He gets intonation yeah. of people's speech. Um, but he doesn't get much speech at all. Mm. It's a wonderful concept because when we lose one sense, we gain another. And I suppose he's, it's just, it feeds into that intuition of a detective, isn't it? it was, it's actually quite a brilliant concept. It, it ended, I, I, all I could think of was how hard it was going to be at the beginning. But a, a few months into it, I realised what a gift it was because he has to be so observant and he has to really watch people. And it's, I'm not visually observant at all. I'm, I'm just in an absolute fog. I do everything. Um, it, it's all oral. Uh, I listen to conversations. My way into a story is to get two characters talking to each other. So it's, I think I'm a bit like that Yeah, too. I think, well, because you're a musician as well, mm. I, I think you tend to have certain strengths. You're either visual or oral. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so and Sometimes you don't recognise people. Oh, think, all the time. Oh, dear. Yeah. How embarrassing. It's, 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 I know. I'm sorry, everyone out there who I've walked past in the street. <laughs> not, not who you are. It's terrible. But I've had to become more observant yes. visually because yes. I've been writing his character. And this also then we t- go into Sisters in Crime, which is like you're sitting here telling us this, and now I'm sure there's listeners who are, oh, wow, this is fascinating. What an, a wonderful experience to to actually be able to be part of Sisters in Crime and to, to attend these, you know, um, amazing meetings where you're, yeah. you're, share, you're, you're sharing knowledge with other writers but at the audience and potential writers. You're inspiring them. Look, I think it's um, – we are incredibly lucky. We, we, it's quite a unique um, organisation. The Sisters in Crime does exist in other countries. It was started in the United States. But we have such an energetic um, organisation here. The Sisters in Crime are always doing events. We've got the Scarlet Stiletto um, Awards coming up, which are the mm. big short story awards. But they're constantly doing panels um, usually at the Rising Sun Hotel in um, South Melbourne. Yes, we've been to a few. They're great fun. I Mm. love them. I go as an audience member because um, they – you just hear such interesting ah, stories about other writers. You yes. go, wow, you did that. Mm. I had no idea. That was your journey or that's how you do it. So um, for readers or writers, um, and, and it's it's also it's a very supportive community as well. But being a writer is a very um, isolating mm. and isolated job, um, which is wonderful most of the time. But, it, but it's it's... I think it's really important to get out there and talk to people. As I think well. that's the, the the beauty of the word sisters in crime because it's such a sharing, and you know there's a you know a pu- pulling and tugging of it because in your mind not being able to get the story right or you know how do we inspire each other and and women do inspire each other and and we're naturally detectives. I feel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're born with <laughs> I, think, I think you're right. Yes, um, yes. They're going to, the Sisters in Crime, it's, uh, this event is on um, Friday week and they're having the AGM at 9.45. Um, it's just a brief AGM as well. So for all you people who are members, um, that's important to go to. Tickets are $15 and $10. Um, and it just sounds wonderful because I think you're going to be involved um, – with a couple of other women, Anna Snookstra, 
Is that right? Yep. And J.M. Green, and they're talking about their second novels as well. It's a lovely camaraderie between women, and there's also what I love about crime writers is that there's also great black humour. Yes. That you share, <laughs> isn't there? Yes, yes. And, and I think I'm really lucky that I, I ended up being published in crime because I have a very dark sense of humour. <laughs> and it doesn't always go down well with some people but but you know when you're surrounded by crime readers and writers that you can say really quite inappropriate things it's a bit like nursing i I was thinking the same thing fraternity where you know totally inappropriate because it's so intense um and I th- also, I think it runs in families, that awful black humour. Yeah, I'm going to blame my parents. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, in our family we've got it and, and we say, oh, totally inappropriate. But, you know, we're cacking laughing mm. if you use the expression. Um, but it's so enjoyable, you know, having that sort of, you know, that that way out. Excuse me. You know? Yeah, and I think um, it, it's lovely <coughs> to balance the light with the dark. Yes, and, definitely. And I think in anything, whether it's music or, or books or just humour, um, yeah, there, there are dark things in life and there's, there's That's light. That's right, yeah. You're with Arts Express, uh, Trish Postrino and Valerie Farfalla, and we're talking to crime writer and musician Emma Vizkic. Um, now, she's also a classical clarinet player. I don't know when you had time to do that, so we'll get you to play something in a minute. But you, did you start writing later and do the music first, or how did that work? All mixed in. So I started writing as a child. When I started reading, so four or five, yeah. I was writing stories. Serious? Little, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can you recall <clears throat> one of your earliest? Yeah, I, I, there's one that's in my mind, funnily enough. It was, it was illustrated, <laughs> and Gorgeous. it was science fiction, and it was about... Uh, a, yeah, an alien that came down to land and on Earth, and um, but but the other thing I do remember because I I, I wrote a little blog post last year on my early writing, uh, which surprised me what how much I had done. I, I hadn't realised I'd never gone over it, and and there were quite a few murder mysteries, mm. and I I used to write plays for my friends to perform in, and one of them was the mystery of the knitting needles, <laughs> and the mystery was Pearl uh, one well <laughs> was how how who killed someone with an issue oh. <laughs> so it was, it, was, it was definitely there um mystery of the missing mi- missing yeah. needle well yeah. they were in someone yeah, yeah. um and then i oh, I, I, I started i started uh, playing the clarinet when i was 12 mm. so it was sort of i was writing and playing alongside yes. and then i think probably somewhere along the line i thought being a classical musician might be a better career choice or something <laughs> which is just no um but but I, I did I, I studied in Melbourne and I went overseas and studied mm. in Holland for a while and I came back and I I did that very much focused through my twenties and then when I got to about thirty I realised I hadn't been writing for a little mm. while mm. and I was really missing it I um it was this little empty place in my life yeah and I think when you're writing often you keep writing but when there's been a gap it's very easy not to do it it's a little mm. bit like exercise i mm. think um yeah. it's quite hard isn't it yeah. hard work once once you lose so is classical music and you played with uh, jose carreras and uh, dame kiri takanoa so you were really or you probably still are a very high standard i'm a less high standard now <laughs> so um any students of mine listening need to turn I was off now say, um but <laughs> so I'm you teach music too. oh yes. yes yes i've always taught clarinet as oh, well fantastic. yeah um I, I practice less and less and perform less and less as i write more and more so um the more writing takes up of my life um the yeah so the, the standards definitely dipped <laughs> is it possible to give us a little taste of your wonderful yeah absolutely um okay well that that's lovely while you're um 
setting it up. Getting it ready. I'm just um, going to announce that, look, unfortunately, we haven't been able to get hold of theatre producer Richard Beveridge from Ausmad, um, but um, we'd really like to promote um, the old Scotch Music and Drama Club, which is... Um, producing Chess the Musical. And, and there's some wonderful songs. Yeah, starting tonight at Jeffrey yeah. McComas Theatre at Scotch College. And, of course, Chess features the music of Benny Anderson and Bjorn Alvarez. from, from ABBA. Yeah, ABBA. that's ABBA. right. Yes. Uh, with lyrics by Tim Rice. And it's going to be a wonderful night. And, um, and, so and such can... a high standard, too. Mm, um, it's it's ex- excellent. Excellent. And, of course, the, the, we also have um, um, Lucy O'Brien... Oh, yes. yes, which um, unfortunately we were unable to raise Lucy as well. So Lucy's like this, in the middle I think of rehearsals. this sounds like a crime story in itself. <laughs> Doesn't that it? there's two people have dropped off the, you know, the, it's um, it's it's very strange. But indeed, it, um, uh, Lucy is um is is part of a um a, a show which is a uh, jack of two trades, which is um a- actually at um. At the Monash University, Clayton campus. Um, yeah, so look, it's going to be fantastic from the 19th to the 22nd of October. it's a hilarious comedy. Yes. But she's a composer, music director, arranger, pianist and singer and she's a VCA composition graduate and she's just been accepted into NYU's highly competitive Master of Music Theatre Writing. For and the next the CV year. just goes on and on and on. So mm. I was very sorry to that we couldn't chat with Lucy, but perhaps we can speak another to her time. next week. Yes, that'll yeah. be lovely. But, but in the meantime, you, you're Emma. ready to go. I am. Um, it's been so balmy here. Yeah. I was thinking, what should I play? And I thought, well, summertime. Oh, um, how, how yeah. per- perfecto. <laughs> Thank you, Emma. That's lovely.
beautiful. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Yes, that's from crime writer and musician Emma Viskich, who is going to feature uh, Friday week, October the 27th, at Sisters in Crime, Sensational Seconds. And she's going to be talking about her new novel, her second novel. Um, and that is called And Fire Came Down. And of course, uh, from a, a biblical reference too. And yeah, yeah so that, look, I just want to thank you so much. That's really was been a lovely feature. Thank you. thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Yes. And can I just uh, mention also that if you want to see the wonderful performance chess um, up at the old Scotch Music and Drama Club at Scotch College, phone 0403 817 and book tickets online. It's going to be a fabulous show. It's all about chess, which was set in the Cold War, about America and Russia and their problems, and the same things are going on now. So I think it'll be wonderfully revitalised. And, of course, Jack of Two Trades, <laughs> which um, will be another one beautiful um, show um, that we've, we've, that's coming up at... Um, oh, beg your pardon, at, at Clayton. Yeah, Monash University. Yeah, Monash University. So that'll be wonderful. So thank you again. It's really been wonderful and a very big privilege to have you on board. So thank you again.